You're listening to Biceps After Babies Radio, episode 230. Hello, and welcome to Biceps After Babies Radio, a podcast for ladies who know that fitness is about so much more than pounds lost or PRs. It's about feeling confident in your skin and empowered in your life. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, a registered nurse, personal trainer, wife, and mom of four. Each week, my guests and I will excite and motivate you to take action in your own personal fitness as we talk about nutrition, exercise, mindset, personal development, and executing life with conscious intention. If your goal is to look, feel, and be strong and experience transformation from the inside out, you, my friend, are in the right place. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, and today we are bringing you a live coaching replay. This is from one of our Macros 101 sessions. And the reason that I'm putting this on the podcast is because in this um, episode, in this coaching session, I walk Jennifer through, I coach her through making the decision between cutting, reversing, and maintaining, which is a really, really common question that people have as they embark on their journey. Oftentimes we think, oh, I want to lose weight. That means I should go into a cut. And honestly, that isn't the case for everybody. And so a lot of women make the mistake of diving into a cut because they want to lose weight. And sometimes that is the worst possible phase for you to start in. So if you are unfamiliar with the different phases, um, cutting, reversing, and maintaining, I really highly suggest going and listening to episode 76. It's called The Cycles of Weight Loss, and I talk about those different phases in that episode. So um, if you are somebody who has questions about how to decide which phase to be in, maybe you're a little bit resistant, maybe part of you thinks or knows that you should start a reverse diet. Speaking of which, if you don't know what a reverse diet is, highly, highly recommend episode nine, episode 10, episode 42, 114, and 170. We'll link those all up in the show notes, but those are the episodes where I talk about reverse dieting. I explain what it is. I explain why somebody would do it, and I explain how to do it in those episodes. So, but this is a question a lot of people have is like, should I start in a reverse? Should I start at a cut? Do I need to spend time at maintenance? Do I need to bulk? And that's a question that a lot of people have. And so I coach Jennifer through answering that question for her in this coaching session. And I really think it's going to be valuable if you have a similar question. If you would like to get coached like this live, that is what I do inside of Macros 101. In Macros 101, I give you the tools and I teach you how to use macro counting in your own unique individual journey, how to be able to take that tool and customize it to you so that you can build a customized plan to be able to fit your body and your lifestyle. I train clients in how to become macro scientists so that instead of following some cookie cutter plan or somebody else setting your macros and you not understanding anything about the process, that you are um, well aware and are able to become the scientist and make logical, rational decisions in your journey rather than the very emotional ones that oftentimes happen. Inside of Macros 101, in addition to teaching you all those things, I also coach you through the process as you'll hear me coach Jennifer as well. And so if that's something that you're wanting or interested in for your journey, I highly recommend getting on the interest list. This uh, is the first in line list. We let these people know first when we open up doors to Macros 101 which will be August 29th. We open it twice a year. Next one is August 29th. So you can get on the interest list at bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash waitlist. 
If you are tired of your only tool for transformation being restriction and deprivation and cutting out food groups, and you want to be someone who can look in the mirror and actually see a visible transformation, and you're like me and you aren't willing to cut out sugar to get there, then macro counting is the tool that is missing from your tool belt. But just like any tool, any hammer, a saw, the tool is really only as effective as the person who is wielding the tool actually makes it. And what I see time and time again are women who start using the tool of macro counting without really understanding how to do it. They don't understand how to set or adjust their macros. And this leads them to getting lackluster results getting frustrated with the process and scrolling through Instagram, just feeling defeated because they're like, well, macro counting worked for that woman. Why the heck didn't it work for me? And then getting to this place where they just quit and you say something silly like, well, I tried macro counting and it didn't work. That's like letting go of a helium balloon and watching it float away and saying, well, I guess gravity just didn't work. No, friend, science is science. Gravity is working just like it should on that balloon. You just don't quite understand the nuances of gravity, right? And it's the same thing with macro counting. The question is not, does macro counting work? Because macro counting is just basic science. The question is, how can I wield that scientific principle? How can I wield that tool of macro counting to get better results? How can I use that tool for my specific situation? And that's what I teach my clients inside of Confidence in Your Numbers. I created Confidence in Your Numbers because I saw a big glaring hole in the market. And that is too many women are relying on expensive coaches to set and adjust their macros for them. Now, I get it. Most coaches want you to pay them and in exchange, they'll set their ma- your macros for you. And then if you want to pay them more money, they'll quote unquote coach you and they'll adjust your macros for you week to week. But of course, they're not going to actually teach you how to do it yourself. Because why? Well, it's simple. It benefits them to make adjusting your macros and setting them feel as complicated and as nebulous as possible. But it's really not that complicated. And well, that's not my business model. I don't want to set your macros for you. And I really don't want you to keep paying me to have me adjust them for you. I would rather teach you how to do it yourself so that you don't have to keep paying someone month to month to do something that really is simple enough for you to do on your own. It's kind of like that comment saying, if you give a woman a fish, she eats for a day. And if you give a woman, teach a woman how to fish, she eats for a lifetime. So the question really is, do you want to be the woman who gets given a fish and then you're left metaphorically to starve when you stop paying for the fish? Or do you want to be the woman who learns how to fish so you can keep snagging those fish for free without having to rely on someone else to feed you? If you're like me and you're the type of woman who wants to learn how to fish, then Confidence in Your Numbers is for you. Confidence in Your Numbers is a live masterclass where I teach you how to set your macros for your unique body. And I teach you how to adjust them over time. Because here's the second common mistake that I see a lot of women making when they start counting macros. They set their macros and they're like, oh, success is just as easy as following these numbers to the finish line which is kind of like saying you can travel the world in a single vehicle, right? Okay, stay with me on this metaphor. So sure, a car is great for driving across the US, but then when you hit the Atlantic Ocean, you can't drive that car any further. You have to get into a new vehicle, like a boat or a plane to keep going. And the same thing applies to your macros. If you just set your macros once and keep following them, you're going to plateau, you're going to hit the Atlantic Ocean, and you're going to get frustrated because what you're doing isn't working anymore. And then you're going to quit. And then you're really not going to see results. 
So just like you have to swap out your vehicle based on the terrain, if you want to avoid plateauing in your journey, you're going to need to adjust your macros throughout the process. And which for some people could feel like it's really complex. And that's what most coaches want you to believe so that you'll pay them to do it. But I'm not like type of coach, which is why inside of Confidence Your Numbers, I've simplified adjusting macros into something that anyone can learn. And it allows you to skip the overpriced coach, accelerate your results and keep your hard earned money in your pocket. So if you want to learn to set and adjust your own macros, come join me for my live paid masterclass on July 28th. You can go to my website right now and you can purchase a prior recording of Confidence in Your Numbers. It's always on sale for $199. But because I will be delivering this class live, which is always more fun anyway, if you join before July 28th, you'll get all the secrets about setting and adjusting your macros for just $99. And because confidence in your numbers is the perfect step to take before signing up for Macros 101, we also allow you to apply what you pay towards confidence in your numbers into Macros 101, which means if you're listening to this and you plan to join us for the next round of Macros 101 at the end of August, joining confidence in your numbers is essentially free because the investment you make in confidence in your numbers will be applied towards your Macros 101 enrollment which is super cool. So if you're ready to finally snap that after picture that you've always wanted, come and join my live masterclass, Confidence in Your Numbers, and you're going to walk away with all those secrets that most coaches won't share about how to set and adjust your own macros. To sign up, go to bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash confidence to get registered for class. And I'll see you on July 28th. That's bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash confidence. Now let's jump into the coaching conversation with Jennifer. Hey, welcome. Thank you. Get on here. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I'm going to give you, um, just, this is for you and for everybody who's listening. Uh, the way that you're going to get the most out of this experience is by, um, starting with your question. Okay. Sometimes people want to give me a lot of backstory to their question and that's, I, I get it, but Ask me the question. And then if I need backstory, I will ask you for the backstory. Okay. Um, that's going to be, we're going to get to, we're going to get to the answer a lot quicker if we do that. Then we have like this 30 minute story about you telling me about your whole entire life. Cool. Cool. What's your question? All right. At at its most basic, the question is reverse cutter maintenance. Great. At the same question, I'm sure a lot of people have, you know, I've listened to a lot of the, you know, podcasts and everything and I can't, I can't, I can't figure it out. Okay. Okay. You, you can, you will, you will figure it out. Right. Right. Okay. So far I have not been able to figure it out. You have not yet figured it out. And that's what okay. we're going to do together. You're going to leave okay. this conversation with us and you're going to have a next step. Okay. That'd be great. Awesome. Okay. So tell me what feels hardest about making this decision. Um, being honest because I, I, feel like probably what maybe I need to do, I don't want to do. Bingo. And so, you know, I was actually just before I, before all this, I pulled out the sheet, the, the flow chart and what's your goal and all that. And uh, number one, I'm having a hard time choosing between goals because I have multiple goals. And then I'm answering the questions and I'm like, well, maybe, well, kinda. Um, and so sort of like really being honest about it. And I'm just, there's, there's my struggle. I want to gain muscle and I want to lose fat. I want to do both. And I want to do them both immediately. And I want to do them both right now. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. if I'm being honest, right? So. Yeah. Well, and I always, always want you guys to be honest. Yeah. Um, awesome. So do you understand why trying to do those simultaneously is going to leave you not having either? Yeah. The, the, just the science behind it doesn't work out so well. If you're trying to. Explain the science. A, well, I'm, I'll, I'll get it the best I can, but yeah. you know, I mean, cutting is a calorie deficit and, uh, gaining muscle is not conducive. Uh, cutting your calories is not necessarily conducive to muscle gain. And so yep. you want two, two things that don't necessarily work out that are, yeah, they're, they're essentially op- opposing environments opposite environments. Okay. So I totally get that you want both right now at the same time, like you and every other woman in the whole world. (laughs) Okay. So it's okay. We can want both at the same time, but you know that if you try to do both simultaneously, what's going to happen is you're not going to have either. Okay. So if we stay here and like try to do both, you're not going to get either. And now you are going to be in the same position that you are in the, in six months from now. And, um, I don't want that. And I'm pretty sure that you don't want that. Okay. Yeah, so, no, that's, I mean, that's why I'm here because that's what I have been doing and I'm good. spinning my wheels and spinning my wheels and not, you know, I had this, like, why is, why am I not getting anywhere? And I, I think this is it. Yeah. Good. Awesome. And it's awesome that you're starting to realize that, right? Yeah. That's, that's really valuable. Um, will you tell me about the last six months in terms of what you've done with lifting, what you've done with your calories? Um, just kind of give me a recap of the last six months. Um, so, so I have, I'm a weight watcher girl. I've been mm-hmm. done that for a, a long time. I won't give you the whole history, but I lost like 180 pounds. I had gastric bypass surgery like nine years ago, pulled off a ton, ton of weight. It goes back up a little. So Weight Watchers, you know, it it does a lot of the same mindset kind of stuff and tracking just in a different kind of way and all that. And, um, and I guess, you know, COVID made everything go crazy, right? I I let COVID make everything go crazy. Mm -hmm. Let me rephrase that. Um, And so, I had gained some weight back and kind of jumped back into Weight Watchers to try to pull it back off again. And um, somewhere in there, the lifting fell apart because the class I used to go to, again, COVID ruined everything, right? Um, And so, but I I just found I was just hitting this sort of wall where I, I was hitting, like I had a plateau that I just, I had never really experienced that like a long plateau before where I'd like gain two pounds and then lose two pounds and gain three pounds and lose three pounds. I mean, it was just like, but I couldn't make any headway. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's been going on for a while. And that's actually sort of what brought me Mm -hmm. uh, to trying to expand, like what is going on here? Things that used to work are not working for me right now. What is going on? And that sort of brought me to macros and brought me to biceps after babies and, and all of that. Um, Awesome. Did that answer the question? Yeah, absolutely. So give me a little bit of time frame in like, how, how long have you been back to Weight Watchers and like trying to lose weight and how long has that been for you? Um, 
I guess it was like maybe October that I stepped on the scale and was like, oh dear, okay, COVID's been worse than I realized. Mm -hmm. Um, But didn't really sort of buckle down back into it more until like December, maybe something right around there. From December to about June, you've been in a fat loss phase, correct? Yes. Okay. So um, what is coming up for you when you go through that flow chart and we come to the question of like, how long have you been dieting? And your answer is longer than six months. What prevents you from going on to like that box? Well, because I haven't been doing it perfectly for six months. Yeah. Right? Like I've been doing it, but then you got like a week where you got to go off the rails or whatever. And so have I been like, right on track for six months. No. And so then that gives me the kind of out in my head to say, well, I haven't really been doing it for six months. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you haven't been doing it perfectly. And the right. only way to be successful is to do it perfectly. Yes. Correct. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I mean, I know it, right. No, I, know I know it. Yeah. But... You're, saying, you're saying what we all say in our brains, right? Yeah. So I appreciate that you like are willing to verbalize what everybody thinks in their brain. Cause everybody yeah. has had that thought before of like, well, if I was just a little bit more strict, well, if I just stayed on, on the weekends, well, if I really buckled down, but here's the question I want you to think about. If you haven't done that in the last six months, what is going to make the next six months different? Um, you're going to try harder. That's what people yeah, use. It. I'm sure. here. I'm going to try harder. Like I'm, sure. I'm, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to buckle gonna down. Do I'm just going to do it. Right. And, you know, I, I would love for you to just, bu- you know, no, actually I don't really want you to buckle down, but in that's what we tell ourselves. That's what we like think. But in reality, what typically happens? Life, right? Yeah, so right. You, you, you try it for a while and you can be consistent for a while, but without systems in place and all the rest of it. And it, yep. and the other thing that happens is I fight this, um, like I've realized this over the last few months or actually over the last couple of years that I have this like defiant part of my personality. And, and she comes out sometimes and says, I don't want to, mm-hmm. I know what, I know what I need to do. I just don't want to do it. Yep. And then I'll say, I'm so I'm not going to do it today, but yep. tomorrow I will do it again. And yep. then the next day she comes back again and taps me on the shoulder and says, you still don't want to do it. So don't do it. Yep. Good. So she's going to get in the way if I keep ignoring her. Say that again. He's going to, my defiant lady that lives inside of me is going to get in my way if I keep ignoring her. So ignoring her is not working. No. So what is going to work? I don't know. Good. That's why I'm here. Yeah. Good. Cause that's, I mean, so that's, I mean, Amber, that's the, the gist of it is that like, Again, I've been listening to the podcast. Like, I know that the reverse is probably what I need to do. It is so scary. It is terrifying. And and again, as a person who, as a person who remembers being 319 pounds, I don't want any part of that ever, ever again. This is so much better. And I'm afraid that if I let go of the reins a little bit, it's going to get away from me or something. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, I get that. And we're, and I'm going to walk you through that. We're going to, we're going to work through that because 
that fear of going back to where you were is what is preventing you from getting to a better place. So you're essentially what you're doing is you're settling. You're settling right now for like an okay place. Um, but what is available to you is a much better place. And when we can get past that fear and move forward, which I'm, I'm here, that's what I'm here to do. Like, I'm here to help you. We're going to work through that and we're going to get you to that place. Um, but what is possible for you? I don't want you settling. I don't think that you are the type of person who wants to settle. And so we can't like, we're going to work through because right, right now is fear is holding you back from what's possible for you. Um, so, okay. Where do I want to go first? Um, I want to get, I want to, I want to get to the reverse. Um, because here's, here's the, here's the truth. And this is for everybody. When I'm, when I'm talking to Jennifer, um, I am talking to all of you guys. Yes. I'm talking to Jennifer and I'm talking to you guys. If you are coming into this process with a part of your brain saying that you may need to do a reverse, you probably need to do a reverse. Okay. If there is a part of you saying, probably need to do this. I want you to listen to that portion. Okay. And yes, it's scary. And yes, we're going to work through some of that. And we're going to, we're going to help you kind of walk through that and kind of reframe that a little bit for you. But, um, if that is coming up for you, uh, I want you to honor that. And Jennifer, what's going to be really powerful for you. Again, a lot of the things that we're going to talk about and a lot of the coaching I'm going to do, um, is on kind of what Jennifer talked about, like those two, like who can relate to like the two sides of you, the one side that's like, I'm going to be so good and I'm going to do it well. And the other side's like, not today, sister. I don't want to do that. Like rebelling against it. And now you feel like you're fighting against yourself. And what Jennifer said is like, is so powerful that she's been trying to ignore that side of her and it hasn't worked. And that's what typically we try to do is we try to willpower our way through like just pushing that side of us away. And it doesn't work. It, it produces where a lot of you guys are on, right? Like everyone's saying, yeah, that's me. <laughs> okay. So what we can, what we can understand is that you fighting against that, you trying to like have more motivation, have more willpower, isn't what's going to fix that. It isn't what's going to um, help you to make progress. What is going to help you to make progress is learning to work with that and learning to get to the place. Here's, the, here's a powerful place for all of you guys to get to. And I, I talk about this in one of the modules. It's when you get to the plate where it is not that I can't have that. It's that I really don't want that. That's the difference. That's the difference between someone who is white knuckling it and restricting and trying to like willpower everything to the person who has now just created a new lifestyle of like, that's actually what they want. Um, I give the example of my dad. My dad is, is so funny in so many ways, but my dad doesn't really like chocolate. Like he just doesn't, he just like, couldn't care less about chocolate. And so, um, he could go into a party and there's like a big, huge chocolate cake and he literally like does not want it. So it, he's not feeling restricted. He's not telling himself, no, he could have it if you want. He's like, I don't, I really don't want it. Okay. Which is different from somebody who goes to that same party and is like, I can't have the cake. I can't have the cake. I really, really want the cake, but I can't have the cake. And you're like trying to fight against yourself. So then the question is how do we move from this like fight to having them align, having those two parts of your brain align. And uh, so it's in module three. Okay. So module three, I really walk you through how we start to align the subconscious with the conscious mind and that reprogramming that's going to happen. Okay. So um, 
I'm not going to teach all of that right now because you guys have all have that content. And so you're going to go through it and you're going to go through it a couple of times because you're going to pick up new things uh, as you go through that, that, that process. So I wanted to highlight that for anybody who's feeling some of the same things is that that's really normal. You're coming in this process and that's been your problem. Like, yeah, that's why we have like an entire module on self-sabotage because that is something that a lot of you guys struggle with. And um, there's a way to work through it. Okay. So you, that you, that's going to be your homework, right? It's like going to module three and starting to go through that content. So then I want to come over here to the reverse and this idea, because a lot of you are sitting in the same place where you like know that you probably should reverse. And yet it's really, really scary. And for Jennifer, what I heard you say was that you don't want to go back to being 300 plus pounds. And so in your brain, you've equated, if I increase my calories, then what? I'm going to gain weight again. I'm going to gain weight. Okay. Do you understand um, the concept of metabolic adaptation? Or what do you understand yeah. about it? What do you understand about it? Tell it to me. Uh, that if you stay at a certain sort of caloric level for a long period of time, your body gets used to that. Good. I mean, okay. at, at the most basic. Yep. That's exactly right. And so what is going to happen if you stay at this caloric level and, and, or keep dropping, what's going to happen? Where are you going to be six months from now, a year from now? Exactly where I am now, probably, or, or, no. or worse wrong. Yeah. You'll be worse off Yeah, because it's not going to stop. If you drop your calories, like it, the metabolic adaptation is going to continue to happen. It's not going to magically fix itself. So sometimes we tell ourselves that it's really scary to go forward into a reverse because if we, if we like just stay where we're at, then like six months from now, at the very least, we'll just be where we're at right now. But in actuality, you will be worse off six months from now. So, and if you, a year from now, you will be even worse off. Okay. So you don't just stay where you're at. <laughs> you're actually moving in the wrong direction. Right now you are on a train that is going where you don't want it to go. So we can't just like sit on the train and hope that like it's magically going to end up where you want it to be. We got to get off the train and get on a new train. Okay. So, so the things that I've, you know, kind of read about reversing and, you know, adding in calories gradually until you find your sweet spot and all the rest of that, it, that's part of the thing that I'm getting hung up on is it'll be like, okay, we're going to add a hundred calories, you know, a, you know, for a week or whatever. Okay. That's all great. If I am eating very consistent number of calories every day, Yeah, but I'm not necessarily right. I have days where I'm eating a thousand calories and I have days when I'm eating 2000 calories, actually probably not 2000 calories so much anymore. So I don't like in my head, I don't understand how that is going to work when I don't, that, that'd be great if I'm like, I eat 1,450 calories, 1,450 to 1,460 calories every day. Well, I, hell if I know if, I mean, I'm not that. Mm -hmm. Why, so why do you think, why do you think that you're not consistent with your calories? Um, what, why do I think that I'm not, or why am I not? Yeah. Well, what, <laughs> what prevents you from being consistent with them? Oh, 
I guess just having, you know, when you have days that when I listen to the, I don't want to lady. And so I have a day where I'm way off. I am actually pretty consistent and I've been pretty consistent. I just don't feel like I can, that I'm within a hundred calories a day consistent to the point where it's, it's going to really make a big difference to go up in calories. Is do you have an average amount of calories that you eat? Probably. Yeah. Can I pull that out right this second? I mean, I would have to go back. I mean, I do, like I've been tracking you know, right, Weight Watchers I track forever and my fitness pal probably for the last, I don't know, month, six yeah. weeks. But you have an average amount of calories that you eat. Okay, true. So what if those average amount of calories went up over time? Yeah. I guess there's math required with this, huh? A little bit. Not, yeah. not, <laughs> not any more math than like my fourth grade can do. So Okay, good. Because that's, that's, that's I can grade. handle that. <laughs> but the truth is, and, and you know, this is what comes up is like, we don't really want to do something. We're scared to do something. So then our brain comes up with all of these reasons why we, it won't work and why we can't do it. And then we just stay stuck and or like get worse. Okay. And so the truth is, is that you're eating an average amount of calories, whether you eat a thousand one day and 2000 another day, like that's an average over two days at 1500 calories. And so we can, we can focus on getting that average up over time. Now, here's the piece that I want you to consider, Jennifer. Um, Have you ever considered that the reason that you have not been consistent with your calories is because you are swinging back and forth between restriction and like overeating? Oh, for sure. Cool. So it's like a tennis match where it's like I restrict and then that I hit the ball and it goes back over to um, overeating because I was restricting too much. And then it goes back over to now I have to restrict. And it's like this, it's like everybody keeps hitting the ball harder and harder on every side, thinking that like, if I just hit the ball, harder, (laughs) then I'm not going to get back to the swing. And what happens is that it just gets hit back to you harder and then you hit back harder and we have these big pendulum swings back and forth and people think that the solution to the pendulum swing is to just try harder just grit your teeth a little bit more um but that never works because now you've just added more potential energy to the other side and we swing back and forth so the solution is not to try harder the solution is not to grit your teeth the solution is not to uh, white knuckle it it is to get into the middle and that'd be great. Yeah. And the <laughs> middle, and that's what we're going to find. And so right now you're in this, you're in this like catch 22 where you're like, in order to reverse, I have to like have consistent calories. But the reason you don't have consistent calories is because you are not reversing. It's because you're swinging back and forth. And so what we find a lot is that is as we start reversing, what women will find is that pendulum starts to swing less and less and less and less. And you're likely going to get more consistent with your calories because you're not swinging back and forth between that binge and restrict cycle. Okay. Okay? So having consistent calories is not a prerequisite for starting to reverse. Okay. In my mind, it was. I know. I know because our minds are really good with coming up with reasons to do, not do things that we don't want to do. (laughs) Yeah. So if anybody is in the same situation as Jennifer and is like, I want to start a reverse, but I have no idea where to start with my calories because I'm kind of all over the board. Take an average number of whatever you ate last week. Okay. You probably, you've you've been tracking for a long time. You have an average amount of calories. And from there, you add a hundred calories. 
Okay. So that may mean you may be starting at, I don't know, 1500 calories, 1600 calories, which may feel scary to you. If some days you've been eating a thousand and your brain is going to say, Oh my gosh, hold on. Like this is scary. You're going to like, you're going to lose all your progress, but recognize that you're still eating the average amount of calories. Even though every, some days are going to be a little higher than normal. Some days are going to be a little lower, but that average amount of calories has only gone up by 100. Okay. Have you gotten to the reverse dieting modules? I know I'm like, no. directing, I'm, I'm directing no, you. Again, I've listened to, I've listened to some of the podcast stuff, but I haven't gotten okay. to the modules yet now. So, um, you and anybody else who is here for a reverse diet or thinking about it, I recommend skipping ahead to those reverse modules and just going through them, starting to familiarize, familiarize yourself with the process. Educating yourself on the process is going to make it feel a little bit less scary. I give an analogy in that, that I'm, um, I give an analogy. I'm actually going to use a different analogy right now um, so that you'll have a couple of analogies in your back pocket that you can pull out. Um, but right now, you just told me that you've been you know, dieting for um, six Ever? months. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, for six months in the last recent past. Um, and you're not going anywhere. It's like you're driving a car and you're stuck in a snowbank and you're pushing on the gas and you're pushing on the gas and you're pushing on the gas and you're spinning like you're in a snowbank and your, your wheels are just spinning. You're not actually making any progress. And we think that the solution is to just press harder. I just press harder on the gas pedal. I would get out of this snowbank, but what happens when you press harder in a snowbank, Jennifer? More spinning, spinning, spinning. You don't go anywhere. And that's where you're currently at. In fact, you you actually make it worse because you dig yourself deeper. What are you going to say? Well, yes and no. I, I, the reason that I kind of found you and found macros and all that was because I was spinning, spinning, spinning. But when I kind of shifted a little bit, uh, again, away from sort of the weight watcher tracking method, um, like I am actually Mm -hmm. making some progress. So like, I probably have lost five, six pounds, you know, whatever, over the last eight weeks or so. So that's the other thing that then messes with your head yeah, is yeah. you go, okay, other places on this um, flow chart say, well, like if you're making progress, like keep, keep on keeping on. Right. So then there's the other part of me that's like, well, I mean, I'm not totally stalled out I'm not totally yeah. stuck in the snowbank. So what just happened is your, your car lurched forward and you're like, I'm going to get out. But what's going to happen is the car is going to lurch back and you're, you're going to be, you're going to be stuck. Macros are not magic guys. And it's not magic. Yeah. It like sometimes feels nice to like, Oh, I'm going to do this new thing. And this new thing is going to work so much better than the old thing. Um, it's that like allure of like the next best thing. Um, it's not magic. And so, yeah, you like had a little bit of push forward and it felt like, Oh, I might be making some progress, but having had like hearing your dieting history, hearing where you've been at, it's going to be short-lived. Okay. So, so what is the solution to getting out of the snowbank? It's not to sit there and keep hitting the gas. It is to get out of your car. It's to go grab some sandbags. It's to go toss the sandbags in the back of your car, get back in your car and pull out. Does that feel like, does that take a little bit more time? I was just going to say that it seems like a lot of work, Amber. Seems like a lot of work. Seems like a lot of time. Amber, I don't have that much time. 
But in the long run, who gets out of the snowbank faster? The person who sits there and pushes the gas over and over and over again, or the person who takes the time to go out and get the sandbags? Who's going to win the race? Sandbag lady. Sandbag lady. Okay. And so that's what you have right now. You have an option is that you can sit here and you can keep going the way that you've been going, or you can choose to play this smart and go get your sandbags and do something different and not keep spinning your wheels um, in your journey. And that's up to you. What do you want to do? You know, like, again, it comes down. This is not my journey. But the question is, is, is it worth it to you to take the time, go through the reverse, have it be scary and do it because at the end of the day, you know that it's what's going to take to be able to get the results that you want. Well, and I think the other thing that is tempting uh, about the reverse <laughs> is I do still want to gain muscle and do some of those other, you know, yeah. I, okay. I do want to swing to that part too. And so like if I'm. So now we're coming full circle to your very first question that you asked. Yes. Like, I want to, I want to lose fat and gain muscle. Awesome. And we talked about how you can't do those both simulta- simultaneously. Right. Um, And if right now is not the right time to be focusing on fat loss because of your dieting history, it's an excellent time to be focusing on the gaining muscle. And that is part of what you wanted anyway. Right. So that's, that's an amazing part. And so when you're in a reverse and in a maintenance period, that is going to be ideal time to be putting on that muscle. Now, please do not listen to that. Anybody who is listening to this, do not hear that. I just said, you should not be lifting in a cut. You should be. Okay. So sometimes people hear me that and they like take this leap of logic and think, oh, well, Amber said that I should start lifting weights when I'm in a reverse or maintenance. So since I'm not there yet, I won't start lifting weights. No, no, no. I'm just saying you're going to optimize for muscle building much better when you have higher calories than when you have lower calories. So that's your opportunity right now. And Jennifer, that's, what's going to be one of your saving graces is because a lot of times women struggle because during a reverse and during maintenance, they're like, I'm not making progress, but it's because they're not looking at where they should be making progress. Right. And so when we can start to set those physical goals, we can start to say, Hey, I want to hit a body weight deadlift. Hey, I want to like see my bicep flex go up. I like these other physical goals that have not to do with losing fat, but has to do with gaining muscle. You're going to start to see that progress. And it's half of the equation of what you wanted anyway. It is. And it really is too, because the truth is like, I'm at a weight where I'm like, "Eh, I'm I'm more than I want to be, but it's not horrible. You know, it's not horrible, but I definitely do want the um, the, the muscle and the, and the strength that comes up here. Cause boy, yeah. what I've learned over the last couple of years is the stronger I am here, the stronger I am here too. So that'll help with the other as well. I'm guessing. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. Um, what is, what is the takeaway? What are you taking away from this conversation? That my instincts were actually pretty good that, uh, I did, <laughs> need the reverse regardless of how scary it is, but that, um, it's, you know, it's what I need to do to not spin my wheels and that I need to go, uh, look at module three about self-sabotage and skip ahead to the reverse module. Yeah. Just do it. I would start with module five, go through module five first, and then module three will be really good for you as well. Awesome. I'll do it. Okay. Thanks for being brave and being the first person to come on. No problem. I am nothing if not transparent. So no problem.
Yeah. And, you know, all of you guys who are listening, I, I saw it in like the comments of people saying how helpful it is. Um, you, so you can see the value of having somebody get on here and be honest and share what their brain is thinking. Uh, that's where we can really create a coaching environment that's going to be able to not only help Jennifer, but help all, a lot of you guys who are listening. So thank you so much. That wraps up the coaching call with Jennifer. I hope that it was valuable to you and you learned some things about reversing and about how to make that leap and more importantly about how to um, address those concerns that you have that we all have on repeat in, in our head and how to move past some of those fears that maybe you have if you know, you're like Jennifer. Again, if you would like to be able to have access to coaching like this, that's what I do inside of Macros 101, and we will be opening doors on August 29th. So go ahead and go to bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash waitlist. By doing that, you'll get to be first in line when we open doors, and you'll also get access to a 14-day macro boot camp in order to help you to start taking action right away so that you don't have to wait around for Macros 101 to open. That wraps up this episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm Amber. Now go on and be strong because remember, my friend, you can do anything. Hey, friend, have you heard the news? We have a Biceps After Babies Radio insider list. If you love Biceps After Babies Radio, you don't want to miss a thing. Head to bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash insider to join the group. You'll be the first to know all things about the podcast, see some behind the scenes, and get special messages from yours truly. We want to make this a special community for those who are fans of the podcast. And last, did this episode particularly resonate with you? If so, will you please share it? Either send the link to someone who would find it valuable or take a screenshot and post it to your social media and tell your family and friends why they should listen. Make sure you tag me at Biceps After Babies so I can hear your feedback and give you a little love. And you know, if you aren't already following me on Instagram or Facebook, that's the perfect time to hit that follow button. Thank you for being here and listening to Biceps After Babies Radio.